right, we're back today. It's uh, January 10th, 2010. This is episode three. <laughs> and uh, today we're continuing, um, I guess, uh, thoughts about uh, Tafari McConnell and, yeah. uh, and what, in secondary education, you think? Up until maybe college and stop before we get to college? That's right. That's about right. Sounds good. Okay. And, and also, also, we should, you know, in case somebody's listening to this later chronologically, uh, there may be a pause be- our weekly uh, conversations because dad is going to Ethiopia um, this week, right? So, yeah. uh, and when are you coming back? Do you know, do, do you have your ticket back? Uh, it's tentatively on the 3rd of February. Wow, you're going to be gone all month. Almost, three weeks. And you might have to find a Skype connection back home. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, right. uh, okay. Well, uh, well, let's go ahead and, and get started. I think when we when um, we were talking last time, you said um, you know you were talking about how Tefran Quinton School changed before and after 1945 when uh, when it reopened, and he said we'll pick that up later. So uh, please go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at the last in the last session, I indicated that. Uh, Kifle and I were admitted to Tafari Mokonen School uh, towards the end of 43, uh, 42 or early 43. That means really less than two years after the emperor's return from exile, because wow. he, he returned in 1941, uh, May the 5th. So you, uh, one has to remember that this was still in the middle of World War II. Hmm. I mean, the wars, as you know, was from 39 to 45, and we're not talking about 40 to 43, so right oh, yeah, yeah. in the middle of the war. Yeah. Um, so parts of the country, of Ethiopia, part of the Ethiopia was still occupied by the British, hmm. who, who had helped uh, get rid of the Italians, but they stayed on in, in the Ogden area, was, was, was British. Uh, under the pretext that they needed that part of the Ethiopia as part of the war effort, because mm. Ethiopia, Ethiopia is now part of the uh, Western Alliance, so so Ogaden was there. Um, the country was just starting; the treasury was empty. The emperor had to actually get a loan of a few million pounds from the British to get the government started. Mm. There was a because of the British had helped uh, drive out the Italians, they had uh, uh, un- unlimited access to the government. In fact, I mean, they had a very uh, the, the strong political, British political pressure on, 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 on the government. Wow. Uh, at one stage when they were uh, uh, shortly after... What was that? Nothing. Go ahead. It's the dog. <laughs> shortly <laughs> after the emperor returned, you know, he... He named his first cabinet in 1941, and the, without consulting the British, and the British uh, took it that uh, uh, expressed great displeasure that he should have consulted with them wow. before he appointed his uh, his cabinet. And uh, British advisors were through in in virt- virtually every part of the government. Uh, they were in the they were in, high court was fully staffed by the British, the army, foreign of office. Education, so it was British in in virtually every every aspect of the government. In fact, now people speak of it that Ethiopia was almost uh, British to protectorate. Protectorate, yeah, yeah. Well, at the time, they had no thoughts about giving their colonies up, right? I mean, you know, this is exactly. For, you know, for them, it was completely natural that they should go from one colony to another. 
Yeah. I mean, reading the literature now, it, it was very clear that there was a, a difference in the outlook of the foreign office and the, and, and the war office, the, the, the military. Mm. The military wanted, as you said, uh, to keep Ethiopia on the side of the British, and they were not very keen to give up uh, their uh, authority over the emperor. Yeah. Uh, you know, while the, the foreign office was a little bit more uh, understanding. Yeah, interesting. And in fact, the British influence would not would not have waned. Would not have uh, the emperor would not have been uh, all that free if he had if you if it weren't for the intervention of uh, President Roosevelt. Hmm. The emperor uh, met secretly. He, the Roosevelt sent a, a plane to Ethiopia, and the, the emperor flew secretly from Addis to the uh, eastern mediterranean to meet with the uh, with the, with the Roosevelt who was returning from the Yalta conference wow i didn't know that yeah and they met on a on, on a ship on a warship and uh, that was when the uh, americans started to help the uh, diminish the british influence uh, so the emperor was able to get uh, uh, some uh, help from the americans so the british will not be all that uh, um, influential. Anyway, that's uh, mm. just uh, just. Uh, uh, was there was there much of a British influence before the war? Uh, no. If anything, uh, the British, the French were more more influential. Mm. French was spoken by the elites in it in the country. Mm. Uh, not so much in the English was a post a post war phenomenon in Ethiopia. On the whole, uh, and, yeah, and short-lived. Yeah, short-lived. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, how did this affect the school? Well, uh, the schools uh, are the like if you took the Farim O'Connor school. I mean, the when I we Kifli and I entered the school in 1942-43, the yes. director was a British, Mr. Postgate. Yes. Uh, when he was replaced, he was replaced by a British guy, another British from the British Council, a, a, a gentleman called Stephen Wright. Hmm. Um, so the the British were all over. Uh, okay, uh, on account of all these uncertainties, you can you can understand why the Farimokonen was at the beginning. You know, when we first entered, not not properly organized. I mean, it was yeah. not properly managed. I mean, these kids. Age varied from seven to twenty, as I said. The grades came, went from grade one to 36. class one, thirty-six, exactly. Yeah. And the teachers were all kinds of people. Whoever was available: Greeks, Armenians, Egyptians, and Ethiopian priests from the church. Wow. Uh, and and very few Ethiopian educated, because a good many of the educated Ethiopians had been uh, annihilated in the course of the, the war. Occupation, yeah. Uh, uh. But all this changed I, I mean, gradually, but in 1945, it was really more a more abrupt change. And this is when the, French, when the emperor invited the French-Canadian Jesuits, mm. Jesuits, uh, Catholics, to uh, administer Tafarimokonin school. Uh, now, this was a very unusual uh, choice uh, and many people speculate, you know, how come the the emperor chose the the, the Canadian Jesuits, mm. the uh, Catholics? Uh, I mean, when you take into account that uh, in 1624, 
yeah. uh, the Catholics, a Catholic, uh, not only Catholic, but a Jesuit group had managed to uh, get to convert the emperor, Emperor Susunius, into Catholicism. Yeah. And, uh, and a civil war arose as a result of that. There was a civil war in the country. Uh, and uh, it was uh, a peace came only when the emperor abdicated or, or when he was deposed. I don't know whether he was deposed or abdicated, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, when he was replaced by his son, Facilidas. Yeah. Facilidas, the, the one who has all those... The castles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was that... Uh, Susunius, who, who was Catholic, uh, who, who was converted, was the father of Facilidas. I don't know. Yeah. So, in view of all of the murky history of the Jesuits in Ethiopia, how come the emperor uh, selected the Jesuits? Now, it's it's very hard to pinpoint the exact reason, but there are all kinds of speculations. Uh, I can mention some of them. Uh, one is that the emperor was himself educated by the Catholic uh, missionaries in in in, uh, in Harar when oh. he was a young uh, when he was a young uh, boy. Yeah. Uh, by the Monsignor Jaruso, he was a Capuchin bishop of Harar, and uh, his immediate teacher was uh, another Catholic, an Ethiopian Catholic, Abba Samuel. So maybe the Catholic influence was there uh, from the beginning. Also, what choice did he have? I mean, how many other large organizations are willing to go to Africa and, and work, you know, selflessly exactly. to educate? Exactly, especially at that time because, mm. uh, you know, still with the, they were recovering from the war. The war had just ended in 1945. Yes. Yeah. And even the emperor wouldn't have interested the... Uh, we wouldn't have welcomed the British or the French, so very few left, as you said, you know. Mm. The Italians were, of course, and then the starter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had just been thrown out of the country. Yeah. So anyway, and, and also the uh, Canadians were a little bit, uh, I mean, you know, had the advantage of not having been a colonial power, mm. and they were also bilingual. Uh, so all of this must have helped. And it was also said that when the emperor was traveling to, to uh, was on his way to England uh, as, as an exile yeah. in 1936 he had gone through the Holy Land and it was it is said that he visited a school in the Holy Land in in, in what is now Israel uh, there was no Israel at that time of course uh, he must have he visited a, a Jesuit school and was very impressed by how well it was organized how well uh, it was, you know, the, uh, st there was discipline, and the students were, uh, uh, you know, uh, well educated. And so he was very impressed by the the way the Jesus managed that school, and that probably also is another factor why he invited the Jesus. Mm. But in, in any event, for all of these reasons and many others that we don't know, the Jesus were invited. And. Uh, First, when they first came, they thought uh, the invitation was for them to establish a school from the scratch. Hmm. But, but the emperor uh, had already figured out how he wanted to use them. He wanted them to uh, uh, administer an existing school, the Farimakono school, the yeah. school that, that he himself founded in 1924 when he was a regent. Uh, but they ha but he had to be very careful about the church, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. So the uh, they had to sign to the first group of Catholics, the Jesuits that arrived. Uh, they had to sign 
a statement saying that they will not teach religion, mm. that they will not they will not get involved in any cultural uh, courses like civics or or or, or languages. Uh, also, they were told not to wear clerical uh, gowns. They had they were just wore just civilian clothing uh, attire. Uh, also, they were not called father. Mm. Or just Mister. That's funny because that this reminds me. You know, in Saint Joseph was a Jesuit school, and I don't think I knew that till after I left. Uh, I don't think there were Jesuits there. There was there. It was a Catholic order, another yeah. Catholic order, but not Jesuit. Hmm. I don't know. If maybe it's not in parallel. Then I mean, but so so these people accepted all these restrictions. Yes. In exchange for what? I mean, you know, if they're you know if they're missionaries, they didn't get to be missionaries. Uh, well, uh, hope they were hoping perhaps they, you know, so, uh, gradually they will be given more uh, leeway in terms of uh, teaching the religion or uh, you know the the Jesuit order is a, a, a highly militaristic order. The head of the order is called a general. Wow. So, <laughs> so you know, anyway, for, for whatever the motives they had, uh, but it had to go all the way to the Pope. And the Pope uh, uh, had to uh, accept the invitation of the Emperor. Now, this is all now recorded uh, in a small booklet by the former Jesuit fathers that were at the Farimokonian school. Uh, the Farimokonian school. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they came and re- reorganized the school from top to bottom. I mean, first of all, it became a, a fully primary school from grade one to grade grade six, hmm. they managed to get uh, good teachers, uh, some from uh, Eastern Europe who had just been, uh, whose, whose country had been taken over by the communists, uh. so there were no, lots of displaced people who, who had no country to go to, so the emperor had given refugee to some of them, Poles and Czechs and Romanians and what have you, some of those came to teach at the school. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the 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 first the first director of the school, Father Matt, uh, Lucie Matt, became very close to the emperor. He had an easy access to the uh, to the emperor, mm-hmm. and he was virtually his, the emperor's uh, education advisor, the wow. educational advisor. So he had a free hand to organize the school and do whatever he felt was the right thing at the time. Um, so how, how were their results? I mean, were, were, were uh, the emperor was pleased? Yes, he was pleased. He, he, he used to come regularly to the school to visit. To, to visit, uh, and uh, he, he, the emperor spoke good French, as you know. So I have very clear memories of the emperor and uh, and Father Matt talking uh, in, the, in French. We didn't know what they were talking about because they didn't know French. But, uh, yeah, they went along very well. In fact, uh, it was expected that the, uh, the Father Matt would also be given the responsibility to organize the university college when it, it started in 1950. But uh, and, and, and it did happen after uh, getting the Farimokonin organized and setting it up properly. Uh, Father Matt or Mr. Matt was uh, invited to start the college 
University wow. College. So some of the Jesuits from Tafari Mokonen went to the college, and others were invited, uh, came from Canada, and they were also responsible for getting the University College, uh, my alma mater, uh, off the ground in 1950. That's amazing. Like how few people had such a huge impact. I mean, sort of very, very. just one person organized a secondary and the, the college. Exactly. The first three Jesuits who came were, as I said, first uh, Lucien Matt, the director, uh, Leo Ziffel, he was the assistant principal, and Guillaume Bela. Uh, Guillaume means William in French, Guillaume mm-hmm. uh, Bela. Uh, he was the kind of a dean of students, uh, this, uh, in charge of discipline, <laughs> so, wow. so to say. Uh, Matt was virtually, I mean, you know, uh, in retrospect, uh, he was kind of the foreign minister of the school. I mean, he was in charge of contacts with the, with the Minister of Education, contacts with the palace, contacts with the other schools and, and, and the government agencies. So uh, he concentrated on the exter- and, and contact with the European and Western uh, sources of money and, yeah. and and materials and school supplies and that kind of thing. So just a co- like a college president, basically. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you know, yeah exactly. you're, sort of, you're sort of the ambassador and the fundraiser. and Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Wow. And Leo Zifel was the, was the school master. He was a, a strict disciplinarian, um, uh, but also very um, fair. I mean, if you did your work well and if you kept yourself out of trouble, he doesn't bother you. But he knew when to intervene. And uh, he was, I mean, you, there is a, one of your questions uh, on this tentative uh, uh, outline that you gave me is uh, my favorite teacher. He's one of those I remember most vividly and for whom I have a very, very great respect is Leo Zifel. The, the, the headmaster was also a teacher? Leo Mazifel, he didn't teach really. He was in charge of uh, uh, the school. He was, uh, the, he was the principal, so to say. Yeah. You know? While uh, Matt was, as I said, foreign affairs, he was, the, he was in charge of the curriculum. He was in charge of the teachers. He was in charge of the students. He was in charge of the dormitories. He was in charge of the, because this, this was a boarding school, huh? of, 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 the, uh, uh, of the cafeteria. Everything having to do with the school. Yeah, the chief operating officer. Okay. Yeah. But so these guys, so were the teachers Jesuits or the teachers were people they hired? Yeah, only few Jesuits. I mean, maybe in total there would be six, seven, at most ten. Wow. So they they hired uh, others, as I said, these uh, displaced persons from uh, Eastern Europe, as well as lay uh, teachers from uh, wherever they can find them. but the, but the authority, responsibility, and the administration was in their firm grip. And because uh, Lucien Matt was close to the emperor, I mean, you know, nobody would imagine of doing anything that they didn't agree with. Yeah, that'd be so yeah. sad. It's amazing. So these guys, I mean, I don't think I appreciated these people as much. I mean, they're a small, potent, like the Bolsheviks. I mean, they're like, they're with the, with the, the control, you know, they, they wag the whole dog. Ziffer was, uh, I mean, a disciplinarian. I mean, he was, he inculcated in our minds the value of self-discipline, the value of punctuality, and the value of uh, of work ethics, wow. self-discipline. I think I mentioned, and I mean, like when we go to the dining room, uh, we had to line up at outside. 
uh, in the same order as we would be sitting in, in the cafeteria. Hmm. So, and he had, uh, uh, how do you call it, a chart uh, of who sat where. I mean, he had a drawing of, so he knew exactly who sits where. And you would just go around and if he sees an empty place, you would know exactly who was absent. <laughs> so I said, because you're not going to miss a meal, right? So, no. yeah, yeah. And if you are one minute late or half a minute late, I mean, if you, if you don't, if you're, if you're in the wrong line as you, fall, as you enter into the, to the dining room, then, you know, you cannot sit where uh, you're supposed to sit. So therefore, you will miss your meal. Oh and in God. a boarding school, uh, if you miss uh, 30 seconds or one minute, you know, I mean, you would you'd go without the meal. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, you can't go to the uh, local store. No, no, there's no store. I mean, <laughs> we were boarding. We were not allowed to leave the campus, period. Oh, my God. We were allowed to leave the campus only once. I think it was two, maybe even three weeks. And, so, and, and, that, and, and that only for half a day, maybe one day at most. So they had complete control over you. I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. unimaginable. I mean, in this... You have to, I mean, now the parents, you know, the, the, the teachers are afraid of the parents. <laughs> no, no, no. Those, yeah, I mean, I, I, we're digressing, but I mean, when I was in, school, in the School of Education and they were talking about, uh, um, uh, you know, all this disorder in school, uh, school, how do you call it? Uh, discipline. discipline. Yeah. School discipline. Uh, I, I didn't understand what they meant because you know we, we took it for granted that we were well disciplined. We would say yes, we would go to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you weren't late thirty seconds. I mean, you got to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Juvenile delinquency was something that that was very foreign to our uh, mind when, when we. And the, all they talked was about juvenile delinquency in American schools in, in the school of education. And yeah, that was a foreign concept. But not only that, too. I mean, you know, I don't know if they ever said this to you, but if, if you were ever threatened um, that you had to you know, be kicked out, there's no place to go. Exactly. There is no plan B. No, there is no plan B. You are mm-hmm. either uh, at the farm corner or nowhere. You're on the farm. You know, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, you, your parents would be the first one to yeah. be on the side of the teachers. Oh, they would kill you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You, you have nowhere to go. So, I mean, you, yeah. will, you yeah. will be, you know. So, this was – so, you went – from what to what? Because I mean, you did the you did the church school, right? So, what grade or grade equivalent did you enter at Tefrim Oh, Okay, when the school was reorganized, I was uh, placed in grade two. Grade two. Ah, oh, so this is the beginning. Yeah, the beginning. So we had to work our your way to. Uh, at that time, it was only up to grade six because it was only primary school. Hmm. But in 1948. Uh, they got a special permission from the emperor to get uh, a, a secondary section added mm. to the Tafari Makonen. I should have uh, perhaps said uh, a little earlier that after Tafari Makonen was established, uh, reopened, uh, uh, two other schools were started, the secondary schools. Mm. One one was uh, uh, the highest last first secondary school in mm. Kotabe, Kotabe mm. on the road to Asmara, mm. uh, about 20 kilometers outside the city, mm. and another school, General Wingate School in Gulale. Mm. I don't remember. That. So, those two schools were the only secondary schools in the country in the mid and late 40s. Wow. Uh, yeah, and Tafari Mokonen later on, the, the, the secondary section of Tafari Mokonen became the third secondary uh, level institution. Um, in the 19, I think it's they started about 1948, as I said, the secondary section. But so you would have been in sixth, eighth grade, no, or no? So that's so you weren't there. They, two, grade two, yeah. and then and then uh, in 19, 
1951, uh, I think it is, but by then I had left Harry McConnell. Yeah. In 1951, the government uh, uh, system of education was reorganized to, so that it was not a primary education became one to eight instead of one to six. Okay. Yeah. In any event, when I was in school, uh, it was one to six, so I entered grade two. Uh, but there was a lot of skipping of, of grades, like. I finished the entire primary, elementary, and secondary schools uh, between 1943 and 1951. Wow. So that's how much? Eight years? Eight to make 12? How did you do that? Well, they, because as I said, you know, the, first of all, you, you would allow you to skip if you did well in your school. Uh, you would skip one grade. Yeah. I, must, I, I skipped grade five, I, remember, I know. Uh, and then from grade six, we went straight to grade nine. There My was, God. Because the seven and eight, you know, were reserved for those who would go to vocational schools. Uh, it, it was something that was added only when uh, the ministry reorganized the school system in, 19, uh, in 1951. At, at the time we were there, I was there, uh, seven and eight was kind of a, a holding <laughs> place because of because there are overage kids you know and mm. and uh, they didn't know what to do with them they can't just kick them out they had to find a place to for them to go to either uh, the police academy or or the air force uh, uh, or the technical school so they would be they would put them in grade seven and eight and then they would look uh, for possibilities where to place them uh, so from six Seven and eight was, well, I was too young, you know, to be in that category. So from six, we went to grade nine. They called it form one, form two, form three, but the equivalent of grade nine. And then the second, from nine, I think I skipped another grade. Wow. So, yeah. So uh, all said, uh, I took the school living certificate examination, uh, the uh, which came from London at that time. You know, we all sat for the London school examinations mm. uh, in 1951. How old, how old are you? Do you remember? Yes, I remember. In 1951, I would be, I would have been 17. Wow. So you were so in America that was equivalent to 12th grade, 17, 18. Yeah. Right. So you so, ended up kind of equivalent for your age group, but yeah. you started later, right? I mean, yes. or you started, you know, because you were out, you did the preschool for a while. That's right. I started when I was about nine. Which would have been third grade or, yeah, exactly, yeah. fourth grade here, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, But then it's funny, you, you, you didn't start, I guess, yeah, then within two years you were catching up, right? So they moved you yeah. forward. Exactly. But even I remember, I mean, when I was in St. Joseph, there was uh, a lot of talk about uh, skipping grades. I mean, you know, it's, you come here and, you know, skipping grades is a big deal. You know, you, they, you know you, they don't like to do that here. No, I know. Uh, because everybody moves with his age group. Yeah. There, there, there is no such thing as an age group because, as I said, the school had any uh, kids between seventy and seven and twenty years old. Yeah, so it's all mixed up to start yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, but but of course, over the years they have been weeding the Jesuits have been weeding them out. Yeah, and uh, by the time I completed, it was more or less according to age, age group. Yeah, more or yeah, according to age group. Yeah, more or less, but not quite completely. Um, so what other memories do you have of the teachers? I mean, it sounds, I mean, I, it's hard to imagine boarding school if you've never been in it, right? I mean, I've, I, I've never been in it. We've, we see it in movies, you know, in books and such, but it's, I mean, it's really hard to imagine. I mean, what, it was all boys, right? 
Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's, and mean, it's small. Yes, about 450 uh, maximum 500 borders. Uh, another about the same amount, maybe a little more day schools. The Fari Mokonen over the years became, uh, by the time I left the school, it was the la- one of the largest schools in the country. Uh, it had over a thousand sc- uh, enrollment, wow. uh, a little less than half boarding in the, in the balance uh, day school, 45% to 55%, something like that. Mm. Now you're asking me what, was, uh, what, what, what I thought of the school. Well, you know, I have a very, very fond memory of the Fari Mokonen school. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's a school, that's a place where I made uh, lifetime friends. Mm. Boarding school. I mean, some of the my closest friends even now. I mean, a good many of them are dying off and and so forth. Or, but you know, we, we met there, and at that time there was no such thing as. Uh, I mean, you know, no, nobody paid attention to ethnicity. I mean, yeah. uh, we were all boardings. My next neighbor would have been, would have come from Gamugafa or Tigray or, and you know, but we were all boarding. We were all the Makonda school. Uh, and uh, uh, I mean, some of my mem- best memories of uh, my childhood are from Tafari Mokonu School. We had a big band, a school band, <laughs> with drums, and, and 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 we drilled every time we had a, a, in between classes. You know, yeah. there was drilling there, and um, there was we were we went to. Uh, Christmas celebrations at the palace. The emperor would hand out uh, gifts uh, of sweaters and orange and yeah. and cake to uh, virtually all kids. At the time, he could do it himself, but um, eventually, you know, there, there were too many. So uh, he did it for the Tafari Mokonen and his wife. Emperor, the empress did it for Empress Menen School. But later on, the royal family, uh, you know. Uh, his, uh, the other members of the royal family also uh, handed out these uh, sweaters. And so the sweaters were of different colors. I mean, like Tafari Mokonen was yellow, Minilik was uh, uh, red, and Empress Menon was green. <laughs> this is the Ethiopian flag. And later on, when Wingate and Kotabi uh, Alislasit uh, came, uh, open day to have their own colors. Uh, I mean, who are the uh, people? Do you remember the names? Like, I'm sure you do. Who are the people? I, I, I must know some of them, right? Like you say, the people you stayed friends with. Like, like who's from Tafari Mokonen? At least of the people I know. Oh, let's see. Gash uh, Taye, you remember Taye? Uh, Professor Asrat, you probably yeah. remember. Uh, Asafat Agai, whom you know. Um, oh, too many to mention. I mean, uh, I, all the friends I have uh, had uh, when you were growing up were either from the Fari Mokonen or the or, or or university college. Yeah, yeah, and and, and they all, uh, uh, you know, a product of Jesuit education. Uh, I think I think also the boarding school. I mean, you know, I think you know we make friends in college, but you live with them. You know, my friends from high school are not as. I mean, the few I have were close, but. They disappear, you know. People go their own ways, but I guess if you live with them, you know that's uh, very intimate. Yeah. Well, there was only one city, Addis Ababa, and uh, 
and uh, you know government services uh, uh, government of the Don't employer, employer. <laughs> yeah. well, we, we, we you know we, we bump into each other <laughs> virtually every day you know either in meetings or weddings or luxor yeah. I mean, yeah and when we, we get married we were each other's uh, best men and no we, it was a life long but one thing I wanted to underscore about this period was it was a period of great nationalism in, mm. in Ethiopia because this was immediately after the war. Mm. We were, for all practical purposes, the first generation or post-war generation of Ethiopian students you know, yeah, yeah. after '91, And, uh, I mean, there was an air of... Uh, Nationalism just just permeating our entire life. Well, if everyone, if anyone asks you what would you like to do when you you finish school, the first answer, virtually the only answer is, I want to serve my country. Wow. Service, yeah. service, agar magal gal. Love the of a country. Uh, we would would raise flags in the morning and and in the afternoon. Uh, I mean the, the radios, the newspapers, and every. The mass media was all about uh, unity and independence. I mean, you know, and one good thing also that uh, as part of our education is that the teachers, even the Jesuits, and all, all virtually all of the teachers, made sure that we were not anti-Italians, in spite of the fact wow. that Italian had colonized our, I mean, occupied our country, killed our father, I mean, our uh, parents, and so they wanted us to make clear. That Italians are Christians and that our enemies are were the fascists, not the Italians. Wow, that's pretty profound. I mean, it's, and yeah. they're asking for reconciliation. They, you know, and nobody yeah. even nobody even asked them to ask for reconciliation. Oh. Right, it was just the, the right thing to do. The first speech that the emperor gave when he returned from exile was, "Leave the Italians alone." You really? Know? Yeah. It, it is inscribed in the big monument, the liberation monument in Aratkilo. After it, all the slaughter? I mean, that's yes, incredible. Yes. I mean, they stayed on as mechanics. They were intermarried. You know, the Italian the soldiers that came to Ethiopia were from the southern Italian region, yeah. uh, Calabria. They were country folks. Uh, they were just... Uh, uh, recruited by the fascists and sent to, to Ethiopia, so they were not educated. They didn't have much skill, so they ended. They remained in the country as uh, uh, tech, tech, technicians. Uh, they, they were they manned the garages, the car garages. The, the electricity was uh, Italian. The, uh, the electric company. Uh, so th they were the skilled laborers that were left and. Uh, and if you think about it, that's really amazing. I mean, just in just from that one capsule. I mean, to think you would never think of it that way, right? But that's a you know at this point that's a first world country immigrant to a third world, right? So they're thinking there's a better opportunity for me here than back home in the southern Italy. Yeah, I mean, later on, I know of many cases of Italians who are who did, who refused to go back to Italy, uh, even. Uh, in the earlier periods when the British were there, they wanted them to return back to Italy, but they, they refused. A good many of them refused. They didn't have any place to go to. Hmm. They've been there a long time, too. Yeah. So, um, no, they... Uh, so, what, yeah. what, what, what was the... I mean, you said we were the first post-war generation... How much? Yeah. How much? I mean, you know, Ethiopia was a nation state before, and you know, and after the war. Yeah. How? how you know, what was the change? Is it, or another way to ask it is, 
Yeah. How much more modern did you feel? Like, was there? Because I mean, a lot of things happened, right? I mean, you know, the whole Western, you know, the World War Two, you know, came, you know, burning through the country, right? I mean, so what was different? I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, well, for I mean, you know, uh, I I don't know, I don't know how the school. I mean, there were. It's very hard to compare the pre and posts because it's a different generation. It was a quite a sharp. A sharp uh, yeah, demarcation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, also, people died. I mean, I mean yeah, at least one. Died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, for one thing, the government was more centralized. Hmm. There were ministries of uh, for everything. I mean, Ministry of Education, Ministry of uh, Agriculture, Health, uh, everything. You know? Whereas in the old days, I mean, each province was more or less uh, uh, the. Autonomous. Yeah. They had a Ras or a Jazmat, and he was in charge of the Jazmat. That's, that's kind of my point. I mean, sort of the, yeah. the, feudal, the feudal architecture was destroyed yeah, was by the Italians. I mean, not that wasn't their goal, but that's sort of what happened, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, this was started even before the war. The, the, he, he, he was trying. Yeah, he was trying. The emperor, yeah. One of the emperor's major innovations was to centralize the government, you know. And professionalize it. But, I mean, but the, yeah. the Italians sort of torched it, too. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, that, that, that helped tremendously. I mean, some of the feudal lords who, who, were, uh, who were retarding progress for the emperor, who, you know, they, they died or they, they collaborated with the Italians. So they were persona non grata kind of thing. So he had a free hand after the war to do whatever he wanted. I mean, it was almost God sent for him in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, how, about, how about media? I mean, was that a big factor? I mean, you know, the radio and things like yes. that. I mean, how much has that changed the conversation or sort of the, 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 the mood? It's it's very, it's, I don't know, that you have a good point there. I mean, of course, radio... I mean, people didn't have radios. Uh, not too many people had radios. The, where we went to hear, listen to radio were in, in certain public places. You know, they had these large megaphones in at Arat Kilo, in Sidis Kilo, and in in, uh, in Piazza near the St. George's Cathedral. So even when we were in college, no, not college, yeah, even in college, uh, you know, people would just go there around 6 o'clock in the evenings or uh, after during lunch hour and listen to the radios uh, on, on these public squares. Mm. Uh, it is only gradually that uh, people started to buy radio sets. And later on, of course, these transistor radios came in but, and then changed the entire uh, uh, mass media situation in the country and, uh, and all over the world before that matter. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're right, the newspapers, and uh, that helped. Uh, also, this nationalism that I was talking about at the beginning, you know? Yeah, yeah it has yeah. to be tended. It has to be uh, nurtured. I mean, it doesn't just happen on its own. Yeah. One thing I want to add, uh, you know, about Tapari Mokono School is how competitive the school was. Hmm. I mean, for instance, uh, in every grade, at the end of the year, you know, uh, there would be, of course, uh, year-end examinations. And in the assembly hall, they would read Matt or Zifel. Zifel, the assistant director, Dio Zifel, uh, would read the rank, school rank, class ranks for every grade. Grade oh my one, God. grade one, number first, so and so, second, so and so, third, so and so. If there is a, a the same grade, then the third 
so and so and so and so, you know, if there are two of them. Yeah. And then all the way down to the last guy. And this is for every single grade. Oh, my God. This would take hours. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, I think they would do it uh, over, you know, well, yeah. let's see. Yeah, it would take uh, maybe three, four hours. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, we have a thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be the and that's why. And secondly, in every grade, there would be uh, special little certificates, uh, diploma. I mean, little yeah, diplomas. I mean, like uh, what your daughter got uh, when she went into the, uh, she became uh, in the dean's you know, school. Uh, on a roll, yeah. something a little bit, a little sheet of a little uh, card uh, would be given for those who were first in a particular subject. Huh. So take grade, grade, uh, grade three, for instance. Grade three, so and so top in Amhar- first in Amharic, first uh, so and so first in English, so and so first in in science, and in, in every single subject like that. His name was be publicly named, and he would get a little. The little uh, card, as I said, was wow. so and uh, so was first in his grade, and in the year, you know, that would indicate his name, his grade, the subject, and the year. And sometimes, if the good students would collect, you know, there could be uh, one ca- one kid could uh, gather as many as six or seven cards because if he's first in English and Amharic and mathematics and so forth and wow. so on. Yeah. So the good students, uh, I shouldn't say this, but I, I used to collect quite a few of these. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, in geography and, uh, and English and Amharic, um, except I don't remember about arithmetic, but I had quite a few of those cards. And I had them stored in at home for a long time. Uh, I think they got lost over the years. But it, it shows how competitive it was. Was that, I mean, is that within the culture? Was that... That, that what, what, that's that's foreign, isn't it? I mean, like, I don't. Is that I mean, sort of this egalitarian? No, and, I mean, no, it's not very no, Ethiopian in a sense, I guess. No, no, it was part of the Jesuit uh, system. Yeah, the Jesuits. Uh, in, in, I think in their schools, everywhere they do that. It was the same in the, in sports. Each class will have a team, a soccer team. Yeah, like grade eight or six. Grade six will have. Uh, First uh, team, second team, and third team, depending on the skill. Uh, so those who are very good in uh, good in uh, they would be in the first team. So those who are intermediate, uh, so and so would be in the second team, and and then there would be intra-class uh, competitions throughout wow. the year, non-stop, the, non-stop. What so did the, what might, do the what do the parents think about all this? Do you remember this? You ever going? I mean, in the one break you got per two months. I mean, do do you go home with your report card certificates, or you know, do do they do they come back and tell you you should try harder? I mean, what what was the interaction? I mean, you know, it was a source of pride for m- most parents, mm-hmm. but uh, it's. I mean, those parents didn't go to the same kind of school, so it's very hard for them to. Mm. Give, give you advice or to guide you or to tell you, you know, you, instead of this, do that. I mean, but, uh, uh, you know, they were, they, they were very supportive, very mm. supportive. And it was a source of pride uh, for their parents, to, for their kids to, to be on this list. Yeah. Uh, very few of them came to school. I mean, uh, I, I don't remember my mother or any of my relatives coming to visit me at school. <laughs> it's it's me who would go after uh, three weeks or whenever we had the day off, we were allowed to leave the campus and would go and visit them. 
But the bottom line is, from grade two to the end of university, university uh, college, uh, mm. undergraduate college, I was boarding and not living at home. Yeah. Now I mean, what? You, yeah. Is that is, it, is there a summer vacation? What about is there or is it twelve yes. months? Yes. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a summer vacation. And that was another good thing about the Farimokon school. Those who had parents in the city would be allowed to go home. Yeah. Those who came from the provinces would be given some money to uh, go on, on buses or the train to wherever they came from. Yeah. Those who didn't have anywhere to go to really, uh, I mean, their parents may not be of, uh, in a position to uh, you know, entertain them or, or to have them there, and the kids who didn't want to go there, they would be allowed to stay uh, be at, on the campus. Oh, really? And, and the school would organize all kinds of indoor games. Uh, all kinds of indoor games. I, I can't remember them, but uh, some of the things that they had in America, you know, uh, Monopoly and this, and I, I don't remember all those names, as well as the soccer games. Hmm. But the soccer games were less in the summer because it was rainy. But yeah. nonetheless, but uh, you know, the, uh, but, and and they would have elections and they would have the, their own uh, prefects and so forth. So it was a city, and they would t- teach them how to govern themselves. You know, there wow. would be some, someone in charge of the recreation activities, someone in charge of the um, uh, extracurricular activities, and so. And in fact, it was a pleasure for us to sneak in. You know, we would come from <laughs> home and then try to see what they were doing because they were they were well taken care of. It looks like fun. Yeah, it looks, sounds like yeah, Lord of, a lot of fun there. It, looks, uh, it sounds like the Lord of the Flies. You know, like the kids set up yeah. their own world. <laughs> exactly. Now, so, what about that? What about Gashkifle? I mean, you know, did you guys see each other a lot? Were you guys yeah. close during this time? I mean, what, what yeah. was? I mean, you're, well, you're, you're the only brothers, right? I mean, it's just you two, right? Yeah, we were one grade apart. Hmm. When I was in grade two, he would be in grade one. When I was in grade four, he would be in grade three. We were one year apart throughout our uh, career. Hmm. Yeah. So did you guys help each other with homework? I mean, what uh, what was the interaction? We were close, uh, really, you know. One grade was not all that much. Yeah. Um, but he had his own circle of friends. I had my own circle of friends. Yeah. But there were, but the, the two circles kind of, uh, uh, they were not a mutual exclusive, you know. Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. there was overlapping membership of the two groups. Yeah. So, so uh, we, were, we were close. We were quite close, actually, as brothers go. Um, did you guys fight? I mean, were you guys competitive? I mean, what do you know? Brothers, brothers uh, have all kinds of different relationships. No, uh, but we were in different classes, so there was uh, uh, no academic competition to speak of. He has he has to compete with his own class, and uh, I do with my own. Uh, fighting? Not really. No, we were about the same age. Yeah. Uh, I, I was very quiet myself throughout my uh, childhood. Kifri uh, was more outgoing. He was mm. more outgoing. He was more. He participated more in sports, both at the Farimokon and in college. Mm. And I, I did not. Like, for instance, in the soccer teams, I told you that each class had uh, three teams. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was relegated into the last, uh, the, the, the the third team. <laughs> the worst wow. Kefli yeah. right. would probably be the intermediate. Uh, so, uh, it, I mean, these rankings are very interesting in another way. Like, for instance... Uh, the second team of grade six uh, would play the first team of grade three. 
really? what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, they were that good? I mean, that's amazing. Uh, because, because even though uh, they're older, yeah, they may not be soccer-wise as uh, adept as the ones in grade three. That's what I'm saying. The, the differential is so high; they could play two years above them. That's pretty impressive. Well, I, I mentioned grade three, but yeah. it could have been just the next grade. But, yeah. but so it, what I was trying to say is, grade team three does not always play team three of another one. It could be, yeah, yeah. Another, uh, you know, a higher team or a lower team, depending on, on the age of the kids in that school in that grade. Was there were there other ceremonies? I mean, nowadays there's a graduation for every grade, and you know, every time there's an honor roll, the, you know, the parents are supposed to come and, and clap. Yeah. I mean, so what? What I mean, was there other ceremonies that you know that were sort of official besides the reading of the uh, the scores? Uh, there were two major. Once one, as I mentioned uh, a little earlier, is the Christmas one, mm. where we would go in. in uh, you remember I mentioned about our uh, uh, band. We would march, you know, in, in formation. Every school would uh, march you, you, like that. Uh, we had our own uh, uh, band and an emblem. The Tafari Mokono school emblem uh, was a, was a cow being. Uh, milked, you know. <laughs> so the, the big cow. That's, a, that's, an, that's an agricultural school motto. <laughs> so that was a big flag that would be at the beginning, and then next to it will be the Ethiopian flag. And in 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 in, in strict disciplined uh, march to the palace, other schools would come the same way, and we would receive our uh, presents from the emperor. Uh, wow. That was Christmas, and this is for all schools. Uh, and when all, the numbers. In, in, in Addis Ababa, I mean, it's almost like a military in parade. Yeah. He, was, he, he was parading the, his students. In, in the provinces, the, uh, the governors did the same thing. <laughs> they took the place of the emperor in their own provinces. So the governor of Goja would do the same thing for his school, you know. Yeah. They yeah. march him through. That's amazing. Yeah. That, I mean, but, that, you, nobody would do that now. It's amazing. I mean, it's like, so you guys were the most important thing there was. Yes. But that died kind of, I mean, it became impossible as the number of kids grew and uh, it was impossible for the palace to hold all those kids. I mean, this kind of died a natural death. It didn't last all the, all the years. But the first few years, I don't know, maybe the first seven, eight, ten years, it was like that. That was the first. And at the end of the year, uh, oh, that I should have mentioned, we would again assemble in the other palace the old palace uh, that the the, the the old Gibi, Menelik. which was the emperor, yeah, Menelik's palace. Yeah. There we would be given uh, presents. For, for, the emperor would hand out presents for the first, the second, and the third from each grade. Wow. Yeah, the Farimokon in grade one, grade two, up to grade six, and later on up to grade nine. The same with Menelik and so forth and so on. And, and the presents were usually books, hmm. uh, Amharic books, English books. Although there were times when I remember someone from uh, another, from I think from the Wingate School, being given a a, a, a typewriter, wow. and you was too young to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I met uh, his son not too long ago, and I was telling him how I remember his father. Uh, 
trying to carry a big typewriter <laughs> in <laughs> well, after, so after uh, five, six decades later. Uh, and uh, that was uh, the end of that was the end of the year, and that would be covered in the newspapers. It would be a big uh, affair in the radio, and sometimes they would print the names of each one of these uh, kids in in in, in the wow. in the newspaper. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. So, you, so I mean, this is the emperor as a human. I mean, you guys walked into his house almost, yeah, right? I yes, mean, that's yes, I mean, yes. unimaginable. Yes, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Phil, but you know, for the you know the first cabinet after the war, mm-hmm. nineteen forty-one, did have a minister of education. He was a Harvard graduate, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but after that, after he was uh, uh, transferred to something else, that. Nobody else became a minister of education. The emperor kept the portfolio to himself for mm. many, many years. And he would appoint a vice minister who was the actual administrator of the educational system. Mm. But in terms of policy and in terms of importance and to show how much he gave importance to education, he kept the, uh, the uh, portfolio to himself for many, many years. And uh, only vice ministers uh, were appointed. It is, I think... The next uh, minister of education to be appointed was much later in the 1960s. So, wow. for, yeah, for close to 20 what? years. Close to 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, he was the minister of education as well. Um, so, that shows how much he, uh, importance he gave. Uh, now, I, I think I mentioned the, the dorm life, uh, how disciplined it was, how punctuality. I mean, you know, we'd start up, start, we'd get up at six o'clock in the morning, hmm. uh, wash. I mean, there was no indoor plumbing, you remember. <laughs> you, must, you must remember in those days. Uh, so there were a few pubs uh, outside. So mm. we would go there and, uh, you know, for the, wash our faces and so forth. It's freezing uh, cold. Freezing cold, yeah. especially at the Farimokonium, because we were just under the total mountains. Uh, and then seven o'clock was breakfast. You have to be there on time. No breakfast otherwise. <laughs> Class is eight. You have to be on time. Otherwise, you know, you you would be punished. You know, you you just uh, capital punishment was quite widespread. Zifel, mm. Zifel had a, a belt. I mean, what today I would call it a belt. You know, it's. Uh, it's a rubber thing that you would, uh, you would uh, hit your uh, palm, depending how serious it was. Anything from five to, I think the top one was 40. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it was not an easy task. Um, Do the other kids help you? I mean, what happens if you oversleep? Do the other kids make, get, make sure you don't get in trouble, or they oh, just no, they slink was, out so they don't get in trouble themselves? No, no, there are uh, house prefects that would wake you up, okay. and they made sure that you would leave the place and so forth and so on. Uh, at, at night, lights are out by nine. Sometime when we grow older, we were in secondary school, it was ten. You know, uh, every Sunday we would go to church, the boarding schools. In fact, again in 1947 or 48, <coughs> they built a church, uh, which is now, uh, you know. For everybody, but in those days it was really for the Tafari Mokonon School and Empress Marin School. Somewhere in between the two campuses, there was this Madani Alam School that 
I don't know if you remember, it is just uh, north of the university. Uh, uh, it was built for us. So, uh, so we would go to church, have mass. Uh, also very disciplined. Uh, so what? So what was the elective? What was? Yeah. What did you? I mean, you know, lights on, lights off. You know, mm-hmm. church. I mean, so you know, after class you had sports, and then you're expected to eat and study. I mean, so yeah. what? What was flexible? <laughs> yeah. uh, that question never arose to us. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's the answer, isn't it? I mean, just, can you repeat the question here? <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, very competitive academically, sport-wise, every grade, every subject, um, self-discipline. Uh, you had to strive to serve your country. It was a, uh, a post-war nationalism at its height. Uh, the emperor knew everything. Um, it, that was the atmosphere, you know, that we grew up. Yeah. It was only in the university college, I think, when we went there, you know, some kind of a little leniency. Even there, you were still at the Jesuits, so it's still boarding, but it was a little bit more lenient. Uh, we could go out of the campus. Uh, we could, uh, because we were right in the middle of Harat Kilo, so we, we could go out of the campus, but we had to come back by a certain hour. Wow. Uh, at night, lights were out definitely by 11, by 10. No, 11, 10 or 11, I forget. Um, and of course, uh, there were a, a few choices of subjects. You could take one or the other. I mean, you know, you, uh, you, you so it was, uh, we'll talk about the university college uh, in our next session. Yeah. So there is a little bit of uh, choice and options when we get to the college. But even there, it was very limited. Nothing like the wild university study. Yeah, the wild back in hell, yeah. <laughs> in this country. But the, uh, at Tefari McCondon, you chose no subjects, right? I mean, the curriculum no. was oh, set from beginning to end. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the curriculum, the, the yes. The yes, schedule, everything. the schedule, everything. Basically, you were just told, everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, was there was there ever an issue of money? I mean, were there kids whose parents couldn't afford the school, or you know, uh, what, where did money come in? Yeah, good question. Um, money uh, was not a factor, at least for the borders, because mm. uh, you know we were fed free, school supplies were free. Um, there was nothing, but the only difference was clothing. Hmm. For our clothing, uh, the government issued uh, clothing twice a year. Uh, government, you know, but the Jesuits, uh, particularly uh, Zifel, hmm. uh, took it on himself, and I guess, I guess he got the permission of the emperor through Matt, because Matt became a very close, had uh, easy access to the emperor, so they must have consulted. What they did was they. Uh, the Jesuits uh, differentiated the students in terms of their socioeconomic background. Mm. Those who had the means, who, who came from wealthier homes, were not given the uh, clothing. Their clothes was given out to those who came. They would keep them aside and and give it as an additional clothing to those who don't who didn't have anything. You know, no family to help them. You know what I mean? Those who came from the provinces, or even from those who were from our district. Oh, so wait, so they so they hoarded sort of. I mean, so the government supplied clothes just to the school, and then they decided who to give it to. Ex- exactly, 
like carefully and I, we will never give the government uh, issue closing. They will keep it uh, and give it away to somebody else. They, would, they wouldn't, you know, and the, the one who received it wouldn't know that it was our. I mean, it was just done by the by the teachers, and nobody asked any questions. You know. Wow. Yeah. So who paid for the school? I mean, it was all. <coughs> Sorry. Government. The government paid government. for everything. Government paid for everything. Wow, it's a huge investment. It was huge investment. I mean, yeah. look, I mean, the, I mean, they built uh, a new dormitory, new classrooms, the ones that uh, the emperor had uh, inaugurated in 1924. Uh, Asta School was easily, you know, many times more in terms of facilities, physical facilities, and. Uh, uh, how much the government spent uh, from its own meager resources, it's unbelievable. Uh, I, I, I mean, I can look up the figures and, and, yeah. and give some statistics if we have uh, the occasion to revisit this subject. But uh, uh, the laboratory equipment was entirely bought by the government. Even when we finished college, Phil, we were sent out or government scholarships. Government paid for me at Harvard entirely, wow. even at Columbia, even at Columbia, uh, uh, up up to a point, you know, up to my master's degree. After that, I, you know, I, I did my own. But uh, foreign assistance to education, particularly for scholarships, overseas studies, didn't start until uh, oh maybe fifty-seven, fifty-eight. I'm you know just uh, top of my head. Wow. Uh, yeah. So otherwise, it was entirely financed from K to college by the government. Now, it was a small system in terms of uh, how many of the school-age kids were in school. These very few. I mean, what we know what is in education called participation uh, uh, ratio, you know. Like, if you take the entire school-age population, 6 to 11. Yeah. How many kids in the country are aged six to eleven? And of that, what percentage is in school? It would be very, very small. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think by the time I left the country, it was not more than twenty, twenty-five. At the beginning, obviously, it was probably one percent or even less. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it was a small school system, but whatever it was, it was entirely done by government. Well, you know, you also got the benefit. I mean, it's like the first child. I mean, you know, yeah. as more kids enter the system, each of them got less. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you guys That's got true. disproportionate benefit. I mean, not not to mention the disproportionate recognition, but I mean, yeah. still, I mean, you know, it was uh, you know, it was an amazing time, you know, to be there. Uh, absolutely. I mean, exactly. You, you mentioned a good point. Like boarding was abolished. They just couldn't cope with that. I mean, there was no more boarding by. Uh, 1959-60 boarding was abolished, abolished throughout the country. Really? For, yeah, because for every boarding students, they could have three, four day school students, you know? So the the uh, accent now was on uh, access. getting the access, expansion. Yeah. yeah. Expansion and, uh, so what happens to the provinces? I mean, so these kids couldn't uh, go back. I mean, so so they just didn't come to the Freddie McCormick? I mean, it just became a day school? Yeah. And uh, the schools, uh, the provinces got their own secondary schools. Yeah. Day schools, I mean, uh, day schools, uh, secondary schools and primary schools were built in virtually all, all provinces. Yeah. Uh, not many, but uh, they didn't have to come to Addis, in other words. Yeah. Like, like Te- Takali. Yeah. He, he got all his education, uh, elementary education, 
in Gore. Uh, and it is only when he entered secondary school that he was transferred to Addis. Later on, they opened a secondary school. So even those who finished uh, primary school would go to a secondary school in Gori. But uh, at least in his case, he came to Addis for his secondary education. Wow. Where's Gori? Gori is in Ilubabur, uh, Western Ethiopia. Western Ethiopia, not far. So, so this is this is not the ta- this is a tangent again, but the the network of secondary schools in the provinces was built before the sixties. I mean, with the emperor as the minister. Yes. Yes. That's a yes. huge administrative undertaking. Yes. I mean, you know, that's yes. for an emperor to do that. I mean, I don't know for anybody to do that, much less you know the emperor who has, of course, the full you know portfolio, right? As emperor, right? He's commander in chief and yeah. everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, although he he held the portfolio, as I said, he had. Uh, uh, yeah, people believe the, below him, obviously. Yeah, the vice minister was in charge of the school system, really, for all practical yeah. purposes. And then there would be departments, uh, 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 you know, teacher training, curriculum, elementary, secondary, whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't uh, have day to day. But in terms of policy, there was a. Uh, he, he, and, 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 re- and resource allocation in the end. I mean, that's what, you yeah, know, yeah. He, he's yeah. his own audience. Yeah. So, so Tefari McConan expanded while you were there because it, when you said the dates earlier, it didn't make sense to me that you were there when they added the secondary. So you were there as they added the secondary portion? Yes. Yes, I was in the second uh, group. The so, uh, secondary school was added uh, in, I think, 48, I said. Yeah. Uh, I think I entered secondary school in 49. Ah. Uh, or 48, at, the begin- at the end of 48, beginning of 49. And finished by 51. So I stayed in secondary school only two and a half years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, just in time to start the university college, right? You were the, yeah, second, yeah. You were the second class there also, right? The second class there as well. Yeah, you might have missed it if you got here too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So do, you've actually, I mean, in the, as a secondary school student or, I don't know, primary school student, do, you met the emperor? Or like, did you, did you, do you shake his hand or do you touch yeah. him or do you stand next to him? What happens? Well, that's a good question, too. He would come to school to visit many times a year. At Tafari Mokonen, he would come on average once a month. And, I mean, it was announced? I mean, tomorrow, no, the emperor's no, visiting? No. Would no. you show up? He would show up uh, in the door, no, in the cafeteria, usually. He in would the come. cafeteria of all places? I mean, the emperor would well, walk in? he would also visit school, the classes. But I was going to give you the example in the cafeteria. He would come with food for us. He would come with fruits, for instance, grapes or oranges or fish, something that was different. Oh that wouldn't have to, And uh, that was a big deal. You know? And he would go around and, and talk to students. And, and, and he would remember. You know? I mean, if he talked to you today and yeah. he comes back uh, a month later, and uh, he would remember what you told him a, a month earlier. And you, you yourself might have forgotten him, but he would remember. He has a fantastic memory. Now I see it in books that, you know, how, how people... Uh, I remember I uh, mentioned that how what what a fantastic memory he had, but now I, I believe it. He would also come to visit us uh, classrooms, go from one class to another. Uh, he would visit us. Uh, he would visit during uh, sport events. Uh, sport was a big thing in the Jesuit uh, world. Uh, he would come. We had shows, cultural shows, theaters, plays. He would come there and become the. Uh, he's, he's like the doting parent. I mean, he brings yes. the birthday cake and uh, yes. and then he comes to the plays. I mean, yes, yes, yes. What would he wear? 
usually civilian clothes. You mean and like the, a suit? Yes. Yes, a suit and a, and a, a, a top. I mean, how do you call it? A, a hat? A, a cloak. A cloak. A cloak. Uh, is that what I call it? Yeah, a cloak. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd come. It was very simple. Um, so, I mean, the only, the only the only pictures I ever see of him is like a military with a hat and the and the yeah, and the, no. and the full regalia. Yeah, yeah. He would uh, come to the cafeteria and sit down in a chair, or would he stand? No, no, no. He would go around. You know, he would go. You just go. Uh, we, 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 Matt would be next to him. That yeah. was, that was the <laughs> Matt would get all his uh, requests approved during this visit. <laughs> I see. Uh, you see, with, uh, somehow just uh, this happened. That's why you know. And yeah. would, okay, uh, no, he would go from one row to another row, and then he would finish. That you know, yeah, we would, we would, uh, yeah. Uh, Were you intimidated? I mean, do you remember being scared if he walked towards you, or what? What would you? I mean, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We just look down, say, and you tell it to fra. Don't, don't be afraid. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And did he ever talk to you? Do you remember? Uh, yes, many times he would ask. Many me, times, wow. Well, yeah, who, who, he would ask me who was my father. I would tell him, and yeah. he, that's the first question he would ask. Later on, he stopped asking. Uh, the parentage because not everybody he didn't know the parents of every kid in the school yeah. but at the beginning you know he knew particularly those of us at the Ferry Mokonen because the the first group as I mentioned to you were uh, from parents whose uh, yeah, yeah, yeah the patriots uh, yeah, yeah. yeah who had died for the country or been jailed or uh, yeah killed by the Italians so he, he, he knew many of the parents not all but many of them did he say anything to you about your dad? Uh, yeah, the same thing that I told you before. He was uh, a patriot. He was. Uh, he knew. He loved his country. Uh, he was. Markam uh, Agalgachi. Uh, he was our good servant. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Markam Agalgachi. So, so your head would swell up. I mean, so then he'd leave, and he'd you know all the students would have to look up to you now. Well, he would say. I mean, the next guy would be the same. <laughs> his father might have been killed. In one in one of the battlefields, so it, it was, I wasn't anything special about that, you know. Um, but wow. uh, yeah, it was a close family. It was a close family. He was like father, as you said before. Yeah, he was kids. I mean, sort of his, uh, you know, his second yeah. family. I mean, he took it very yeah. personally. Yeah, a book has just been written. Uh, I, I I read the first draft that describes the emperor as. That that uh, describes the emperor as as a human being, mm. you know what he did as uh, not as a king or emperor, but the small little thing that he did to people, you know, like one day, this is a complete digression, but uh, like one day, uh, he saw a, while he was driving through Addis, he saw a, a, a donkey that was overloaded with all kinds of stuff, you know, mm. so he stopped his car according to this book uh, he he bought the whole load there <laughs> I mean, he paid off the, for the load mm. and took and got uh, bought the uh, took the uh, donkey and uh, put it in his stable with the horses i mean that kind of <laughs> <laughs> that would spread the legend you know, even among yeah. the donkeys i mean <laughs> yeah, i mean it's a, i mean you know the truth is again it's a tangent but the most successful leaders are the ones you know who remain human i mean you, know, you hear the stories yeah. about ted kennedy sending birthday cards you know i mean you yeah. know these that's um, you know the, the, these don't these are not 
separate things, you know. It's not like it's not like you're a human and a leader, you know. They're 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 integral. Yeah. But well, uh, anyway, this is good stuff. Okay, but uh, does it give you a flavor of uh, the primary? Uh, what kind of school I attended in primary? Elementary? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, I wish I'd seen it. I mean, does it look anything like that now? I mean, if you is the campus still there? Does it look anything like you remember it? Yeah, well, I visited it once only, but uh, it was during the rainy season, so there were no kids in the school. I mean, it was, it was vacation time. Mm. Uh, it, of course, there are no boarding schools anymore, uh, boarding students. It's now co-educational. Uh, its name has been changed. It's no longer Tafari Mokonen because the Derg, the military, didn't like the emperor, obviously. They deposed him, so they didn't want to call it, uh, they, they didn't want the name to remain. So it was called in Toto School because that's <laughs> across in Toto Secondary School or something like that. Uh, it's a different school, but uh, I, uh, you know, not, uh, visiting, the, just walking around the campus, uh, the guard who was there uh, wouldn't allow me at the beginning. But when I explained to him that I'm a former student, 50 years ago or whatever the number of years was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he took pity on me and he allowed me to go. But he told me to, to come back, to come out within a half hour or an hour or whatever. So or I walked else. around. Yeah. <laughs> but I walked around and visited the old classrooms and the wow. old dormitories and so forth and so on. It's, it's, it's a shadow of its old self. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's gone in, I mean, this repair, the windows are broken. Um, this uh, athletic field is, uh, I mean, it was the rainy season, so it was full of grass and wild, you know, wild grass. And um, it wasn't well kept, well managed, the flowers. And I mean, you know, it's, as I said, it didn't remind me of the old school, but I, it, it brought back nostalgia of, you know, of, of my old school days, yeah. 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 Well, so so maybe we can stop here, but let me okay. let me let me give you a homework assignment. Okay. Uh, since uh, since it turns out uh, by coincidence you are in fact going to Ethiopia next week. Yeah. And you have a camera. Yes, I do. <laughs> so uh, you know, why don't you take uh, you know pick four, five, uh, or six locations? Uh huh. Right, I mean Tafarimokonin, and maybe uh, the church you walk by to take your okay. preschool, or you know uh, uh, the gates of the university, maybe some buildings, and then of course we haven't even gotten to your letter career yet when you came back, right? Yeah, um, and uh, take some pictures what you can, and we can do a side project, you know, along with the audio interviews, we could do a uh, a, a narrated slideshow. We can take some pictures and and you can talk over them. We'll pick out and we'll curate them and. We'll have a little running uh, talk show. Okay, that's a good idea. I, I can do that for Tafari Mokonen School, but yeah. I don't think I can do that for the preschool field. I don't even know. I, I can't even locate it where it is now. I mean, the whole area has changed. I mean, it was. Uh, remember, it was all, all eucalyptus trees and forests. Yeah, there. now it's now it's houses. Yeah. It's, it's completely houses. I don't know where it is now. Yeah. Well, so yeah, at least you could, uh, you could uh, maybe the house in Gulele. I mean, I think your mom, your mom's house is still there, is it, or it's not? Yeah. Gone, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's still there. Yeah, that I can do. Yeah, you can do that, uh, and certainly the university. I mean, you know, that's yeah, the university college is there, but it's yeah, it's, it's it's much larger and a lot more crowded. But I can yeah. take pictures of. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Yeah. 
And, uh, but, even, but then even things that you walked by, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how was your, you know, you, there was, I'm sure there were some commutes you did. I mean, you know, during college, these are the places you yeah. went to every day or every week you went here. I mean, I don't know. There was a, either a favorite restaurant or this is the way I went home. And I always walked by this store. Or I, this is where I bought my shoes. I mean, I don't know. There must be yeah. some collection of things that, you know, that if they weren't particularly um, – you know they're they're not uh, by themselves you know photogenic but you know they're 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 touchstones. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. That's a very good idea. Yeah. In fact, I I will take my camera. I hadn't thought of taking a camera, but I think it's a good idea to do that. Yeah. Uh, take your camera. Do... Yeah, do a bunch. And then the other thing you may want to do is since since there aren't a lot of digital facilities, there are really if you if you if you take the trouble. But what you might want to do is take an extra uh, a memory card. I have a memory card, yeah. You have, have a, you, you, yeah, you have a second one, you know, if you fill yeah. one up. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Well, that's your, that's the end of your homework assignment. I, I, having heard your secondary school performance, I have no doubt you'll complete it in flying colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and... So the one, the, at the end of the secondary school, huh? yeah. are, are we still on? Yeah. Um, yeah. As I told you, we sat for the London school matriculation. The yeah. examinations came straight from London, and it is the very same exam that London, that kids in London took in England took, wow. as well as in colonial Africa, Nigeria, and Kenya, and Tanzania, and so forth. And uh, uh, it didn't follow the Ethiopian curriculum. And mm. as an example, let me tell you, I mean, uh, the, we had to write an essay in English, and the three questions I remember up to now, the, the, I had a choice between write, uh, write an essay on A, I mean a choice, A, a busy post office, <laughs> which I'd never visited, uh, a summer day at the beach, there was no, <laughs> there was no summer in the beach. I don't even know what the beach was. There's no summer in England anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So, and the third one was uh, uh, a, a happy day at the or a, or a day at the at the market. Well, okay, that was reasonable. That was that's the one I chose. Obviously, that was the only one I could choose. <laughs> and our group, my group, 1951, the one who took matriculation in 1951, yeah. uh, we we took the fir- the last matriculation. Because after that, the London School of Matriculation stopped, and they started what they call GCE, General Certificate of Education, ah, okay. which was supposed to be more uh, accommodating. You know, we took into account a little bit more about these situations in in uh, outside England. I mean, those schools in in Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Ghana, and so forth and so on. So that was, we were the first ones to take the GCE. Uh, and the last ones to take the uh, London matriculations. For us in Ethiopia, there was very little difference, really. Mm. Very little yeah. difference, because yeah. uh, they were both uh, f- very, very foreign. Yeah. Uh, but uh, somehow we managed to pass those exams. And wow. <laughs> it's unbelievable, you know, when we start to think about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the, I mean, that's, uh, you know, they, you know, failure was not an option. I mean, you know, that's. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, th- that was the one thing. There was a fantastic uh, zeal, fantastic interest, motivation to succeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and this call for patriotism and nationalism, I, t- I told you, plus the zeal that we had to, to get uh, educated because we knew 
deep inside us that, that the, the only way out of poverty and out of anything and to you know so uh, between the two yeah yeah uh, and, 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 and also the expectations were high it's not simply that yeah. you know, you're motivated to I mean yeah. you were expected uh, to do great things yeah yeah I mean yeah exactly that was what uh, the radios every day would say <laughs> yeah. and it yeah. works yeah. It's beautiful. So I, let's, let's, let's stop here. I, I, that reminds me of an anecdote I heard recently, which I think you'll find interesting. But we'll stop here. I'm okay. going to stop recording, and we'll pick it up later. Okay. <laughs> 